the dad bod of destiny will begin in a moment The Dad Bot of Destiny podcast is brought to you by the Vacationeer Travel Agency. The Vacationeer is a platinum-level authorized Disney vacation planner agency. Have your next Disney or Universal adventure planned by a pro by going to vacationeer.com slash dadbot or calling 833-469-8747 today. Now, back to the Dad Bot of Destiny. Okay, no funny business today. I feel like far too much tomfoolery has detracted from the story. Funny business? Oh, you're the one responsible for all of the disturbances and intrusions. Oh, here you go again. No, I'm the one that's been trying to foster a tranquil ambiance ripe for storytelling. Just when I think... I've achieved an exemplary environment. You come tripsing in with some wild, grandiose idea or some rude, uninvited guest. It's time we get this lunacy under control. <sighs> I guess I should take some responsibility. Some? Well, I shouldn't keep forgetting how incompetent you are at everything. I suppose I am a bit to blame for your constant interruptions and outbursts. What may seem a simple request for most is a chore and some more for you. It's on me to remember that. You can't be serious. I do everything around here. The only task you have, the one measly thing asked of you, is to tell a story. A story that... I offered to tell in the first place. I can't rely on you to tell it right. Besides, telling a story requires much more than words. It requires coordination, pacing, an aura of likability. I possess all of that and more. You're just a jealous old crone starved for attention. See, this is what I'm talking about. Always being so distracting with your toddler tantrums. It's exhausting. You're exhausting! Enough. You're already cutting into the story time. You started it! You finished? I... <sighs> well, I'm just going to start and hope you have control of yourself for the twenty or so minutes. <clears throat> so, without further ado, let's rejoin Amoebe, who, if you recall, is the center of attention of a very tense family reunion. Such disrespect she brings to this court monarch of the Timber Throne. Oh, just call her mother, you wackadoo. You shall address me as Zolaji, prisoner. And it seems you've been away so long you've forgotten the customs of the court. Not that I've forgotten them. Just that I never gave a rat's rump about them to begin with. Enough. Sheesh. There is much we have to discuss beyond the fancies of a self-serving girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose you want to force me to assume my position as Air Remudes. Air? 
Oh, no. No? No. We've long since replaced you as heir. Pardon? When you abandoned us all those years ago, we practically named an heir the very next day. You mean all this time I've been referring to myself as Amoebe, Eremudes? Who did you replace me with? Seeing as you're my only daughter, I had to grant the title to someone outside the family. The new heir to the Timber Throne is Kelly. Kelly? Does somebody say my name? The custodian? Um, I'm a groundskeeper. You replaced me with her. What's wrong with me? Kelly is an art worker, and she's never once considered abandoning the tribe. Thanks, Monarch. Truly too kind. Um, Kelly, can you leave us alone, please? Oh, sure thing. I have a lot of groundskeeping to do anyway. They're okay. No one cares. Real great pick, Mum. You will cease this lack of decorum. Let her speak plainly, Zolaji. This type of behaviour is exactly why I ditched the fold. That's certainly not true. Yeah. And why do you think I left? Notice anything missing? Missing? What are you on about? She's talking about this, maybe. My coin! Give that back, you thieving bark muncher. <laughs> and there's your answer. The truth behind why you left us. Greed. Huh? You couldn't stand the concept of sharing your bounty with the tribe. So, you abandoned us. That's just about as false as this phony court sense of justice. <laughs> then pray tell, why did you abandon your tribe? Your family? This here is the shiny lure that separated her from us. Let us not waste our time, Mona. You, least of all, would understand why I left Zolaji. What's that supposed to mean? You don't know what it was like growing up in this fold as the sole daughter to the monarch. I treated you fairly, Amoebe. That's so. Compared to who? Certainly not my brothers. They were as spoiled as rotten eggs. Spoiled? Ush, Zolaji. Continue, Amoebe. I... Wish to hear more about how you were supposedly wronged. Thanks, Your Grace. You pampered my brothers, showered them with gifts on the name days, gave them first serving at supper, granted them esteemed positions in the colony without the slightest consideration of others, allowed them to roam around smelling like days old carcasses in a sweaty old sauna. Hey! They never knew what it was to want, but me... I had to walk through the trees in the lowliest peasant burlap. I was left with the food scraps that were too undesirable even for me brothers. Whilst other kids were allowed to dance and frolic amongst the canopy, I was forced to read old boring scrolls and tomes by candlelight in rotting hollowed-out trees, spiders and beetles nestling in me air. Honestly, to be ignored would have been better than what you put me through, Mother. I... that's not... How I saw it. Ah, to gain a proper perspective when seated upon that rickety old throne, eh? Like a toddler tried to reassemble a collapsed bar stool. You've told me time and time again. Despite the title, a monarch must rule with humility. And that's why you were raised as you were. 
I had to teach you to be humble. Nothing would make for a worse monarch than a one ailing from a life full of luxuries and sorely lacking an hardship. Heck of a job you did there, Mother. But what you didn't account for is that one who is subjected to nothing but hardships and want will do anything in the power to earn a better life. And that's just what I did when I left this place. A life rich in treasures is nothing compared to one rich in kinship. Well, I wasn't getting either of those here. We're your family. It sure didn't feel like it. Oh, you don't mean that. Oh, but I do. I... Think nothing of her words, monarch. Pipe down, Lickspittle. Don't pay no mind to her, monarch. You did nothing wrong. Oh, oh, but I think I did. Perhaps I was too hard on you, maybe. But my mother was the same, and her mother before her. That's how Mudas has been allowed to flourish all these years. Flourish? Look around you. The withering is reducing this place to nothing but a pile of dried twigs. Pretty soon you'll be loading over nothing but fly dung and detritus. Amoebe, perhaps I was too tough on you. But it was for the betterment of the tribe. Yes, yes, we'll soon face some challenging times. Which is why I was so determined to ready you for the troubles ahead. You treated me like an instrument. The more you mistreat it all, the more likely it is to break. Well, I decided to leave before it ever got to that point. Maybe. I never meant for you to feel this way. I'm sorry. Ugh, why'd you drag my rump back here? It certainly wasn't for no half-hearted apology. It's to stand trial for your desertion. No, Zalegi. Huh? Kelly, bring forth our honoured guest. Who? Me? Yes, you. Oh, hold on. I just need to clip this last leaf here. There. <coughs> now, what were you saying? I see you're treating the new heiress far better than you ever treated me. You would never let me get away with such darling absent-mindedness. Kelly, retrieve our honoured guest, if you will. Hmm, honoured guest. Honoured guest. Hmm. Oh, yeah, right away. Unless you're about to parade the great leprechaun of gold mountain out here. Then I'm afraid I ain't interested. <laughs> oh, but you will be. Patience, a maybe. The monarch always speaks with intent. Oh, got her. Here she is. Aye, ah, yes. Please. Come, honoured guest Amudas. <laughs> Your hospitality, the food, it's far too kind. Oh my, the elf! Let our fates be intertwined. Who's the lady? And why is she taught like she runs a nursery? Amoebe, this is Maribel. Maribel the fortune teller. Fortune teller? Is she by chance friends with Lady Luck? I'd much more like to meet her. This is serious, Amoebe. There is something you need to hear. She speaks the truth, dear lost heir. There's something vital I need to share. I'm she who revealed the prophecy, and mysterious hero, he's familiar to thee. The hero of prophecy? 
Let's hope he wasn't one of the many people I swindled. That'd be quite embarrassing. Uh, maybe. This is serious. We've been tracking you for quite some time. Huh? We've known of your whereabouts for ages. But the monarch never once asked us to apprehend you. You've been stalking me since I left Mildes, creep. As much as you believe me to be an awful mother, I still care about your well-being. I wanted to be sure you were looked after. After all, a Mudesian never travels alone. Mirabel here escaped from the Empress's palace. We found her wander in the forest north of here, and we took her in. This lady escaped the Empress. It's not important. What is important is what she told us upon her arrival. No doubt you've heard the prophecy's beginning. Not much did it tell, our spirits were thinning. But now it's come to light, the final part. And the future it tells, it will warm your heart. You will find that you play a pivotal role. One that will embolden the hero's soul. For he was one that was in your stead. And with your aid, he can advance ahead. What? Who? I've never had anyone in my stead. Uh, wait, no. No, 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 no. Surely you can't mean... New prophecy speaks of an interdimensional wayfarer. Odd clothes and soft shoes. He is their sole bearer. Surely you must realize that the hero with Pudge is the man with whom you once traveled. The man they call... Jeremy? Doug. Doug. Not a chance. And there's no more time for your self-loathing dithering. Doug needs your help to put a stop to the withering. Oh, bollocks. And what exactly do I need to do? Mayhaps this makes sense to you. It has something to do with your crew. Three ingredients I see to empower a tree... You must retrieve one without further ado. You mean to tell me those boneheads haven't found any more of the ingredients? Maybe, please, I implore you to listen. Water from a magical spring has been found, but what you need is far underground. Underground. The light. Hmm, light from the deepest cave. What you say there does ring a bell. Seek it out to heal all that's unwell. Yes, I see it now. Oh, so bright. It's you who must claim the light. But the deepest cave? No, I can't. Amoebe, please. If not for us, then do it for the hero. Do it for Doug. But the deepest caves. Those are the caves of Abyssus Despecus. You are familiar with who lives there, right? I, the Dwarf Queen of Fauna Bricksbraids. Right. And who do I dislike? <laughs> dwarves. Dwarves. Dwarves? Yeah, dwarves. Quite the cliffhanger. But I have some concerns. We have too many threads going. Are we sure the audience can follow along? That's very considerate of you to think about the audience. But it's equally insulting that you think the audience is as dim-witted as you. Me? Dim-witted? You forgot when you left your teacup this morning. 
Teacups are small. They're easy to lose. But it was in your hand the whole time. You were looking for nearly ten minutes. Okay, stop. We're doing that thing we promised not to do. We need to get on with the story. It's unreal how you start the bickering every time, yet get to wave it away with a flick of the wrist. Oh, that's what comes with being the lead narrator. Anywho, let's poke our noses into the Empress's dreaded Colosseum. Her minions are restless in the stands as they, along with us, eagerly await the reveal of Doug's next challenger. Buttercup, I can hear them coming. Don't worry, Doug. You've got this. Look how far you've come with just a few days training. I'm still worried, though. Utilize it, Doug. That worry means you have something to fight for. Just remember your family when you're out there. Remember why you must survive. You're... yeah, you're right. I won't let anyone stop me from getting home to my family. Extra sprightly today, aren't we? Hero of the prophecy. Something the matter, Corny Vara? That's General Corny Vara. Corny Vara. And you think shedding a few ladies of fat is going to save you? I guess we'll find out. <sighs> Get out of here! Keep your mitts off! I'll go willingly! <laughs> That's the spirit. Going willingly to your demise now, eh? Now that's the type of despondency I like to see. <laughs> but at least you forget. You're a prisoner. Can't let you just go on lollygaggling about. So get over it! Ow! This is completely unnecessary! Hey! Easy on them! Shut up, you! Or I'll be using your tail to pick my teeth after I'm through with him. <laughs> nah! Open the gates! Now have fun out there! It's only your miserable life on the line after all. Oof! Wait! You're not my challenger? Sadly not. Soon, I'm sure. So don't go getting yourself killed in there just yet. <laughs> Welcome back, my minions and mongrels. And feast your eyes upon... Uh, uh, <clears throat> upon... Wow! Is that Tug? He's looking quite trim and... Uh, 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 I mean... The hero's looking much worse for wear. Am I right, gang? Yes. Truly a tragic excuse for a man. Let's not dilly-dally, though. Bring out his next challenger. And let's be done with this dollar. Out of insult so quickly, huh? What's taking so long? Get that good-for-nothing flea bag out here to finish this never been. Let's see what you have for me this time. Oh. Oh, no. A werewolf? 
captive audience. Just what I was waiting for. Perhaps some of you recognize this disheveled mutt. Spike here has been found guilty of negligence. He is the one responsible, um, solely responsible, for the escape of the voluptuous and vexatious, vexatious, Maribel the fortune teller. That's not true. You were there. Not true. Not true. (laughs) He's almost as bad at lying as he is at his poetry. Enough. Quit it with the bickering. Have at it, you two. Just so you know, Sprite, I don't want to do this, but we don't have a choice. Don't suppose I can faint a punch and you can just take the fall? What? Hey, are you even listening? What are you doing with that piece of paper? (coughs) Attention, my brothers and sisters. You're in for a real treat tonight, I've just put the finishing touches on the latest entry to my anthology that I've decided to entitle To Redefine the Lupine. Oh no, not this again. Huh? This latest poem is called Who's at the Door? Who's at the door? Huh? Where? Who? Someone's at the door? No, I was just repeating what you said. Huh? Stop trying to distract me. Okay, let's begin. (laughs) What on earth is happening? Lounging on the sofa, relaxing after a day of play. Surely no visitors will come knocking today. Now's the time to get some shut-eye, though I never turn my back toward the doorway. What is this? Is this supposed to be poetry? Surely nothing will disrupt my slumber. To not get rest would be a bummer. No surprise will arise to cause my sleep to encumber. You didn't even use encumber right in that sentence. The door lays ever so still. It's quiet, serene, until... A knock at the door makes my hackles move full, and I feel a sudden chill. This is like no poetry I've ever heard, and I've heard some bad poetry at Ray's recitals. This is way worse! Now, everyone, please calm down. There will be a fight, I'm sure. Eventually. I hope. Astrogath, did you choose this combatant? (laughs) Me? No, of course not. I arose from the sofa with fright. I cast bravery and adorned my might. Whoever's outside my box will surely chide, and they'll definitely flee from my sight. What should I do? Fight him? No, I don't know I'd stand a chance. He's twice my size. Hmm. I barked and I barked and barked and barked Till my cheeks turned blue Just like a shark Wait, wait I think I've got it Well that one wasn't so bad, right? Ray? It was okay That was Rachel 
She came in second at her school's competition, but I don't know how far she'll make it in the Tri-County. Oh, right. Yeah, I meant to say that was bad. It wasn't bad. She just tends to overuse metaphors. Metaphors are meant to be flavorful ways of describing literal statements, but poetry sometimes calls for directness. Too many short-winded, disconnected allegories can cause the audience to lose the plot. Right! (laughs) Totally. All right, Dad. Quiet. Viola's up next. Idle. Letting the moments pass in listless reverie. The second hand marches forward, meaningless to the girl lost in her thoughts. As the leaves do change, she stays the same, frozen in time like a sculptor's design. Suddenly, like a culminating wave under a night sky. It's rising forces blanketing an impenetrable shade. A force awakens the girl. I can't understand what she's talking about, so that must mean it's good? Good? She has no business being in this competition. Only reason she's here is because her mother is the superintendent of Rushmore High. Why do you tell if poetry is bad? All sounds like a mishmash of complicated words to me. Well, for one, this poem here is literally just a nonsensical stream of consciousness. There's too many transitions with hardly any association between thoughts. Poetry can be left up to interpretation just as long as something can actually be derived from the words. This all means nothing. Yeah, definitely what I was thinking. There hasn't been a single tenet of poetry to be seen. Her poem structure is as flimsy as a burnt-out shed. She has no voice, no diction. The symbolism is tortured to the point where it's unrecognizable. Sheesh. Is it really that bad? (laughs) Yeah, the fragile syntax in this is the only thing holding it together. And even that isn't enough to save her. Also, I'm pretty sure her mother helped her write this. So, you're saying it's bad, right? It's awful. The doorknob twisted just like a twister. Who's on the other side? Mayhaps my sister? Hey, mangy mutton chops! Uh, Don't interrupt! Sorry, but I think I have some pointers for you. Pointers? For me? You think you know more about poetry than me? Well, for one, your... your syntax is way out of whack. Uh, Syntax? Yeah, definitely. And you use so many metaphors that they might as well be renamed Meta-Fives. Well, that's certainly not nice. Think of it as constructive criticism, hard on the criticism, and your... What the heck was that word? Diction is entirely nonsensical. The true sign of an amateur. No. No, no. You don't mean that. I hate to admit it. But I think this dog fellow is right. (laughs) And let's not ignore the fact that your poem completely lacks all structure. (laughs) Not true. The symbolism is... tortured? Yeah, that's right. 
tortured. Oh, Spike, shut him up. Attack, you flea-ridden pooch. I... I... I don't want to play anymore. I can't believe this is working. I can't. Let me out. Spike, get back in the pit. I knew I should have spent more time on the poem. It wasn't ready yet. It was only my eighth draft. Let me out now. Uh, enough of this tomfoolery. Get that filthy dog out of here. And him, the hero, take him back to his cage. That's it? Really? I won? I'm done playing around. Next time you're in this pit, hero, you're dead. You hear me? Dead. No more messing around. To think I spent all that time getting in shape, and I didn't even have to lift a finger. Oh, but you don't give up on your regimen, hero of the prophecy. I have a feeling that you'll need every bit of help next time you're in the Coliseum. Make certain you're ready. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next episode of The Dad Bot of Destiny, created by Jason Lettingham. Written by Stephen Chisholm, Sophie Castagna, Aaron Webbs, and Jason Lettingham. This podcast is sponsored by The Vacationeer, Digital Lux 22, CJ's Magical Fireworks, and RocketShirts.net. Get shirt done in days, not weeks. For a full list of cast and crew, go to jasonluddingham.com slash dbodpod. And follow us on Twitter at dbodpod. Thanks for listening.